10th episode they said we wouldn't do it and here we are today i'm gonna tell you a story have you seen mark Wahlberg's lone survivor well now you're gonna hear about james cron's lone surviving barely in croatia after he was abducted by a mysterious force so the day starts out two days after almost failing his economics exam in the leaving cert james and his friends went out on a jet plane to Croatia. Split to be exact. A lovely place that we had no recollection of and we didn't know and we were a bit scared because it was a little bit different. You know? You didn't have the safety of, you know, a large group of friends in Magaluf, you know. It was a little bit off the beaten track, eh? What can I say? So we went on this trip, a lovely four hour plane journey, landed in this lovely place with ten other individuals and we said hey why don't we go to this uh i say very loosely this pub crawl that's in the heart of the strip and it goes oh yeah sure we should definitely do that this was the first night so we were all pretty riled up ready to go you know have a good time so it went me and three others went in a taxi bombed it bombed it into the into the city i said the city it was down the road 10 minute drive he goes hey you guys uh you guys like drugs and i goes oh uh no we're we're good he's like oh that's disappointing man because i got everything and he opened up that little compartment in between like uh the driver's seat and the passenger front passenger seat and lifted it up and it was just a a melody of pills and bags and all sorts of crazy wacky goods and we were like hey that's a uh, very generous i think his name was peter was like hey peter that's pretty uh, that's pretty generous of you but we'll leave it he goes okay man have a good night i got out of the strip realized that we had no idea where we were going we were meant to be in apparently a lovely bar or you're like, oh, pub crawl, you know, we'll be moving all around, split, you know, get the whole, uh, the whole area, you know, we'll be well versed by uh, tonight. So three of us hopped out of the taxi, or the or the Uber, and we looked around. And we we're like, hey, like, where the fuck do we need to be going? We walked down the strip, getting a a little bit nervous because we didn't know where we were going, and we didn't know if our other friends had already made it in there. So. We were walking down by the boats, so it's a lovely place by the way, Split, and a man put his arm around us and was like, hey, you want to go to the pub crawl? They're like, hey, yeah, we're going to the pub crawl, not realising that there was probably 50 pub crawls on that evening. We're like, hey, yeah, we're going to this one. He goes, yeah, you come with me and I'll show you where the pub crawl is. And we're like, alright, let's go. So we walked on off happy as Larry, ready to go, and then another stranger put their arm around us, and was like, no, you don't want to go to his pub crawl, you don't want to do that, and we were like, oh, but you know, he seems so generous, and then he got uh, particularly aggressive, because it was a woman that took us, and we realised that it was an Irish woman, we were like, oh, you know, we know, you know, we'd probably be uh, better versed with uh, her, you know, and she takes one look at our tickets, and was like, yeah, no, you're with us, we are like, oh, okay, and this man began to curse and scream at us in some aggressive language I can only assume was Croatian or Serbian or something. One of the real scary languages. So then we were taken in to what we thought was a bar, but was realistically a underground crack den 
where bartenders would just shove drinks into your face you have to pay 20 quid to get in and for four hours you drink whatever you want for free any spirit you want any beer you want anything so we were like hey fuck it let's get super drunk obviously it's our first night here what had happened was that we went up to this bartender who was very very nice very generous he was a young guy who hated his job and like within 20 minutes of being in there it kicked up to like 40 degrees because there was like easily 100 people shoved into this little weird bar so we all got in there you know we're starting to get the drink on you get your cocktails and then i was uh rudely spiked by one of my friends with a giant whiskey and we said oh let's just take a uh, one big drink or i was manipulated into thinking that i had a a whiskey coke or some kind of lovely lovely little cocktail drank it had to keep it down didn't want to make a fool out of myself in front of the ladies that were there you know i think four hours passed because you see when you're that uh when you're getting that much drink pumped into you you know you kind of forget the concept of time and there was no natural light seeping into this place so we were like oh this is great and then an air horn went off. It was like, okay, time to go, time to go. So we all got up, shepherded like a bunch of drunken cattle. And we're like, oh, we're going to the next bar, yeah. Uh, it didn't really work out that way. Uh, it was more like, we'll make you as drunk as physically possible and then bring you somewhere. And we didn't know where that place would be. But I just remember, because... It, I've gotten many uh, recollections from my friends who went on this trip with me. I was like, yeah, like, I don't know. I think we, like, went down an alleyway or, like, on a train track. I specifically remember us being led down train tracks that were, like, all rusted and shit. And we were like, oh, we're definitely getting abducted. Uh, So we went down. And the way they would, like, keep you in line was that they'd lift up a bottle that was, like, luminous green or luminous red it's like hey who wants to take a shot and everybody be like hey and they'd like slowly move you from spot to spot down sorry spot to spot down towards what we thought was the next pub the thing is though it wasn't really much of a pub crawl it was that we got led to this beach bar club that was very nice and all of us are in a bit of a state at this point, falling over on each other, there was some very, uh, very interesting. Also, I can't believe no, like nobody was robbed while being shepherded down to the club because there was like, you were just so almost blind from the amount of spirits that was put into you, and you'd be stumbling around and shit. And uh, I remember I had walked up and I had seen a man take out a little little white bag of something and proceeded to smell this white bag and drop to his knees and his friends had to pick him up i think they were from the netherlands or something so they don't they don't fuck around there and they picked them up barely dragging him by the heels i was like oh god his heels are going to be real sore and i looked down at my heels just instinctively and there's blood all over my heels i was like what the fuck had happened to me like what oh my god and i started freaking out i was like god what happened 
and I look to my left and there's just a bunch of thorns all up my left leg and on the inside of my right leg. I was like, I go to my friends like, Stephen, did I, did I fall into a bush? I was like, no, you stepped in one. I was like, oh, okay. And I get up and I kind of brush them off. And I was like, oh, this is fine. It's not that sore. And I couldn't feel it. It was sore in the morning. But anyways, we sauntered on down to the beach bar. And this is where things get a little feisty. Because we were all, as I said, pretty pretty uh, not sober. So, you know. And we went up to the bar and we realised that this wasn't a... Uh, this wasn't a free bar, so we got a little bit annoyed. And then there was a bunch of Brits that came over. And this was in the heart of the World Cup where you couldn't go down a corner in Ibiza without being shouted at by these fucking morons saying it's coming home. And we got the luxury of being in the middle of Croatia and split watching the English get beaten by the Croatians in the semi-final. So... That's a story that I'll talk about later. But there was this one fat fuck of a Brit. And he said, Oh, mate, give me a fucking drink. I want this now. I want it for free. I'll pay for the pub crawl. I want it now. And the thing is, you don't really fuck around with kind of Eastern European people. It's a lesson we all quickly learned. And a bartender came out. And this guy wasn't small. He was a big burly fellow and he got grabbed by the shoulder and got like drunk tossed out he like grabbed onto his the collar of his neck he was like oh what the fuck are you doing and then and then got grabbed by like his inside or his back pocket of his pants and just got like bent right over and fucked down the stairs out of the (laughs) out of the club and everybody started cheering and then, obviously, in pure British fashion, they whipped out the shirt or whipped off the shirts. I was like, "Go on, you want to go then? You want to fucking go then?" And in double quick time, the Croatian police had been hadn't even been like called to the scene. Were just walking down, and they what they literally didn't hit anybody. Just whipped out those baton yokes that they have on on them and they all fucking fled and this wasn't our only interaction with the croatian police i'll I'll, uh, speak more of them later but it was a good time i remember one of our compadres got very annoyed because he had lost his phone and we were trying to take a picture with the phone with our phone upside down and he had said hey is that my phone that you have in your hand you're like no no it's my phone don't don't even worry and he uh snatched it out of our hands we couldn't blame him nobody wants to lose their phone and he was like fuck and put my phone very gently down onto the table and got a glass and fucked it on the ground and we were all like oh shoot you know that's uh that's probably not good so i picked it up and then i think he i think somebody else had being blind because they forgot their contacts or their contacts got fucked up or their phone wouldn't work and somebody's glasses got lost and broken and one of our lovely friends passed out at a table 
being slapped on the back by random people and just taking pictures with him while he was in this comatose state. You know, it's very, it's pretty meager stuff here, okay? Nothing out of the, uh, out of the regular that you'd see on holiday. But, since we're all in a bit of an inebriated mood, you know, you, you start you start doing the dancing, you start shaking the hips, you start attracting the, the ladies. And there were some loose women from every nation going around there. And I remember I was having a, uh, a chat with my friend and he was like, Oh, this uh, this French lady over here, she's, she's very nice. I think I might go talk to her. I goes, yeah, sure, man, go for it. I'll be over there in a second. He's uh, like, yeah, we'll go get you. I was like, okay, sweet, sweet, sweet. So I get on the dance floor, you know, doing my thing, throwing shapes of every size and every kind. And this woman, a heavy, let's just say a burlier woman. And now I'm not a small man, but this woman overpowered me in my inebriated, very suggestible state. She said, hey, let's get out of here and let's go down to the beach. And this is where the abduction occurs. Because I foolishly thought that this was a French compatriot of my friend's friend or my friend's woman friend. So I was like, yeah, sure, we'll all go down to the beaches. And I shout out, it's like, hey, Chris, you know, follow us down. We'll be, we'll be there in just a second or something like that. Uh, and she had me fully in the arm lock position. I was like, oh, no, I'm... I'm not going to the beach at all, am I? I'm being taken somewhere. And I was like, oh, it's like, oh, this is a nice beach, you know. Maybe we should just kind of sit there and watch the stars. And she was like, no, we're not going to do that. I was like, oh, okay. And I was, and I kind of tried to dig the bloody heels in at that point. And she was like, no, oh no, sir, you're coming with us. This is where I go into survival mode. I think. Well, what is the best? Uh, what is my best? option to stay fully alive here and not be found buried in the sand with my face crashed in from god knows what so she was like no don't worry you come up here do you want to go for a swim and i knew in my inebriated state i could barely walk so i definitely wasn't getting into the fucking water still at this point i was thinking you know where's where are my friends and and his friends uh they never came so it truly was lone survivor mode. I had my hand in tandem with hers. And I was brought up to these steps. Very far. It was so far away from the club we couldn't hear the music anymore. You could hear a pin drop. Or my tears drop. Because I was that scared. I was like, hey. It has been a while since I've been in the, in the presence of a woman. It has, not, it has been many moons. And she said i don't care you're quite like this is kind of like this is happening i was like damn i don't uh i don't i didn't now in all fairness i'll stick the hands up i did not say no at any point all right she was firmly in control but i was not uh held against my will in any true fear or fact but i was in i was a little bit i was a little bit scared Alright, I was a little bit scared. Uh, and I said to her at one point, you know, you've got a beautiful accent. Where, in, where She didn't, by the way. She had a deeper voice than me. 
I go, uh, you've got a beautiful accent. Is that a, trying to be all cool, is that from a Nice in France? He goes, what? No, I'm not from France. And the penny truly dropped at that point that there was really nobody coming to back me up. They were probably still back in the beach bar drinking Mai Tais and saying, oh, James has gone off with a lady. This lady was no lady you want to be dragged off with, I tell you that, sir. So, I quickly realised that I was in a, I was in the presence of a, str- a true stranger. And she says, hey, how about we uh, go back to my place? I say, oh, well, where is your place? And he goes, oh, it's just right there. And she points down to a very dark alley. And I go, oh, well, that is, how how convenient. Uh, I still didn't realize where she was from at this point. She was still like a true enigma in my mind. And I go and I say, oh, I think my friends are calling me. You know, I gotta, I gotta go back. And she goes, fine and I turn around and I'm completely lost I don't know how far I've been uh, dragged out and I look back and she's looking at me and I was like you know maybe I could just you know go to your your place for like uh, for the phone call or wifi you know google maps and and such and she goes yeah very good and the, the arms are back locked I'm back in the prison shackles attached and she goes would you like to do a bump I was like, uh, is that a sexual term? And she goes, no. And whips out her bag of tricks of her own. At this point, I'm a, I'm a young, impressionable man. I have very little uh, experience with the narcotics of the world. But these people, I assume she was from mainland Europe. As she wasn't Irish and she wasn't English and she definitely wasn't from France. But I assume she was from somewhere like Georgia or Estonia, where the women don't particularly fuck around. So, anyways, I was taken out, she whips out her bag of tricks and she says, would you like a bump? And I go, no, I'm quite okay. She goes, oh, that's good, because these are bath salts. So, they're fucking what? Now, if you don't know what bath salts do, they essentially just completely fuck you up. Like, you have one little whiff of them and they'll, like, send you passing out and stuff like that people take them i think to uh to uh hallucinate and stuff so uh it was weird i think she kind of copped on that i had copped on and i wasn't in the uh wasn't in the mood for any uh kind of business of narcotics nor intimate status so i said listen it's been uh it's been lovely but i think i really do need to go back at this point, she gives me a little peck and says, okay, I'll go. And I went back. I went back, stumbling back through the beach. I finally, I, I, I used my, my Pocahontas skills of the of the wind. I heard the waves crashing. I was like, oh, I need to go by there because that's where the beach is. I find the beach. I see the lights. I hear the music. I am Moses at the promised land. Okay, I've come back. I arrived back at the bar, at the beach bar. Originally, I thought that was the most unsafe place in the world, but it was paradise compared to what I was just almost going through. So I come back and I go, hey, that was so weird. I said, I think I need a drink. 
So I get a Corona with two limes. And I start dancing with a, another young lady. I'm a, bit of a, I'm a bit of a lady killer on this trip, if you haven't already noticed. So I start dancing with a, another another lady. Not a lady of the night. It was night and we were dancing. Okay. Uh, 30 minutes on, I was like, hey, what time is it? It's half four in the morning. The sun hasn't even started to come up at this point. It's still pitch black dark. I was like, okay, cool, cool. I look around. The fellas have left. All ten of them. I turn around. I turn back. I don't know my address. I check my pockets. I just about have enough battery to figure out where we live. I text one of the lads. He doesn't respond. I text another one of the lads. He doesn't respond. I text nine of them and they all don't respond. I text the last person. The last person. My holy grail. The person who was kind of... You always have that kind of the rock. The person that can keep you all in check. Keep everything nice and nice and steady Freddy. He does not respond either. That panic mode. Lone survivor thing that I... Uh, Originally talked about with the uh, uh, burly lady. That started to kick in yet again. I turned around. Okay. I need to get a taxi. And I went up to uh, what I thought was... Because the taxis there, they're kind of manned by... It's mostly Ubers, but it was was manned by a, a lovely lady there. And I was like... I put my arm on the shoulder of the lady. And everybody kind of backed on up. Like, they took a double take. And uh, I was like, excuse me, could you please uh, locate me an Uber? And she looked at me and she said, get your hand off of me. I was like, oh? And in the dead of night where it is black and things can be mistaken, she was a police officer. And just behind that lady was a man who had been a little bit too drunk and was going to be taken home. So, and I haven't told many of these details to the, to the, uh, <laughs> to the people that went on this trip with me, but I said, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. And I get in the, get in the, an, an Uber or something like that. And the Ubers only cost you like five quid for like a, a 10 minute journey or something really cheap, but it's not, you have to do the mats because it's Kuna over there and not uh, Euros for some reason. So I said, oh, Okay. Could you bring me to this location? I just about had it. I had whipped it out on Google Maps or something. I, you know, I somehow made it. Or I had it written on my phone. Or it was my screensaver in actual fact. I get driven out to my house. And I go, Jesus Christ, you won't believe the night that I had. And I realise that all of these... Uh, all of these so-called friends turned around and said, Oh, hey, James, how's uh, everything getting on downstairs? I was like, what? I just came in the door. And they go, oh, we didn't even realize. We all thought you were in the taxi with us. They were still very, very drunk, and so was I. But I said, oh, okay. That kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. So I, they were on the top floor. So I said hi to those. So I went down to my floor, which is kind of in... A different basement and uh 
I kind of stumbled down the stairs, you know, wondering, you know, do, did, did these guys miss me? You know, I tried to call them all. I uh, tap on the window, goes, hey, let me in. And they let me in. And I was like, hey, I was like, oh, why are Because there was four of us. I was like, uh, hey, why are you three uh, crammed onto our bed slash couch watching uh, Steven Seagal in Croatian? He was, there was a Steven Seagal movie on, if you weren't uh, aware. And they go, oh, there's not four of us in this apartment tonight. I was like, what? There's five. My friend who had originally, uh, well, he had originally said that, oh, we'll go and see you at the beach or we'll, uh, you know, meet up with these French ladies. He had brought one of these lovely French ladies home with him. And here I was fighting for my life with this Georgian slash Estonian women's wrestler and I said okay now it's weird and of course things happen you can't obviously you has to be boys back and boys you can't be cock blocking it was all consensual if you're wondering so we've been told and she uh she doesn't speak very good English she went to get I remember we were all kind of passed out in the kitchen with the lights off where we were staying and she has the audacity I don't know how they do it over in France when it comes to hangovers but she flicked on the lights immediately was completely in the nip and said uh what's a good morning in French like bon morning and we were we were like oh good god Turned the lights off. He goes, oh, no, it's okay. We hadn't really realized what the story was because we were still blinded the very next morning. We're running on less than three hours sleep, two hours, maybe an hour. And she whips out and grabs the whole carton of orange juice. And was like, God, did she spend the night? Which she did. So she promptly left. We had a day to recover. Now, this is the second night. This is the big one. We were going to the Ultra Festival, EDM. We were very excited. We were preparing ourselves. We got a Croatian McDonald's. It was great. And, you know, you're on your holiday. You don't really want to uh, get in much trouble, but you kind of, especially when you're abroad, but you kind of say... You know, will we try some narcotics? And the uh, the whole group promptly said, yeah, why not? I was like, does it matter which kind of narcotics we get? I was like, mm, no. So that's a pretty broad spectrum. So we went into uh, into the first night of Ultra. And that was the day, that, as I said before, that Croatia beat England... And the streets were on fire with red flares from the Croatian side. The English were heartbroken and they were causing a fuss. They were not happy. There was a lot of damage done in the strip. There was a lot of damage done to, I believe, cars and restaurants and stuff from these English people. They were no they were no do-gooders. They were not. But we were arriving into the stadium because that's where the uh, festival was held. 
and our taxi driver gets pulled over and frankly it doesn't really surprise me considering the majority of them over there of these uber drivers did sell a bit of narcotics on the side which in our case it was a little bit dumb that we didn't ask does are you selling anything uh you know because we were all as i said interested in doing something you know smoking or whatever so he got pulled over by the croatian police and the, the police said no you you have to, it's like are you english he goes no no we're irish we had the irish flag with us we kind of showed it they're like okay you walk to the you walk to the stadium i was okay We'll walk to the stadium. At this point, we're like, okay, fuck this. I don't particularly want to be caught with anything I shouldn't be while they're these psycho super soldier police walking around with their fucking batons and pistols in the pockets. Not that anything would happen, but the fear did kick in. You know, we were 18 at the time. You have to give us a little bit of a, uh, cut us a bit of slack here. So we walked in and it was great. But that was only... One of our taxis that got pulled over, we met the others late, and they were like, "Hey, we, you still ready to you know do some, do some, do some drugs?" And we were like, "Oh, like we just got essentially scared straight by the uh, Croatian military," and they were like, "No, no, come on, come on." We we're like, "Okay," our, our minds weren't changed, but anyways, so we get in, we're having a great time, we go to the main stage, there's a man very small man almost munchkin-esque my friend who was not in the taxi with us that got scared straight who was still under the impression to do narcotics said hey james this guy uh this guy is selling drugs and i go oh okay and he was like, look, he wants to uh, he wants to ask about prices. Now, I was getting pretty stitched up here. I didn't really want to buy anything off him. But I said, fuck it. Let's see how far I can go with it. And he said, uh, something, something, 300 kuna. I was like, Jesus Christ. That must be some Pablo Escobar shit that he was trying to push on us or whatever. And I was like, no, no, that's too expensive. Uh, to put it in perspective, 70 kuna is like 5 quid. So, I was being pretty rude to this gentleman. So then I say, no, no, that's too, uh, that's way too expensive. I still, I stuck the foot down. This is way too expensive. I will not be paying this. Good day, sir. And he kind of grabbed me by my shirt and he said, no, no, no. What else? And I go, oh, it has to be lower. And he goes, okay, not 700 kuna. Or 300 kuna, or however much it was. 300 kuna, he was like, right, 200 kuna. And I was like, no, no, I'm not doing that either. Sorry. And he goes, what do you want? What do you want, huh? What do you want? 80 kuna, 80 kuna. That's a bargain. Probably would have sold us that bath salt shit that I was trying to be pushed on the other night. And I said, you know what, sir? Let's call it a deal. I don't want to buy anything. I shall not waste any more of your valuable time. At that point, I got a swift kick to the chest by this munchkin drug dealer. Uh, and I fell back into my friend's arms and was caught promptly and put back up. Uh, and he left and started saying some 
derogatory Croatian slurs at me, I can only assume, and walked off. And that was fine. That was perfect. The night rolls on. It's probably, because you see, the festival goes on until six in the morning. So we kept on, we kept on partying. Uh, we were getting, getting our money together. It was all, it was all good to go. Uh, and you'd be fucking sweating because even at night it was like 28 degrees in this lovely country. I was like, oh fuck, the legs are starting to go on us. I think we should, uh, I think we should go. And we're like, okay, we'll go. Uh, also, I think three of the lads didn't make it into the festival originally because they had gotten blackout drunk before leaving. God bless them. So, to polish it off on this lovely night, we walked outside with our Irish flags tattered around our waist. And we walked up and tried to get ourselves an Uber. And we got heckled at by some English people. And we were like, ah... Okay, we stuck the hands up. We don't really, we're not uh, too invested in the whole uh, English v Irish shite that they were pushing. And this man, this Danny Ings-esque man with tattoos all over him, uh, who was 100% British, uh, almost cold-cocked a young woman with one punch... And we were like, oh shit, what the fuck? She she would like be she was like wobbling, she was almost close to being unconscious, and he was about to go in for a second punch. We were like, Jesus Christ, like who are these people? And in the background you could hear just a little march, just a bum 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 and I'd say thirteen Croatian police people came in and whapped whacked them, whacked them in the back of the legs one of them hit him right in the back of the leg. I'm pretty sure that's like meant to break or dislocate your knee. And the other one kicked him so hard. I shit you not. He kicked him so hard. He went through one of the glass wall thingies on a bus. Stop. And he fell right through. And they didn't like arrest him or anything. They just whomped the fuck out of him. They were just beating the shit out of him. We were like, right, completely deserved. Uh, don't want to do this anymore. But we didn't find an Uber. We had to go closer to the beach. So we had about a five minute walk after this young man was getting the absolute snot kicked out of him. We walked on down. Uh, there is a a lovely uh, woman fighting with a not so lovely looking man. Uh, and she was, it was fair to say she was in the high heels. She had the white jeans on. The hair was done. The lips were made. Uh, she was a lovely woman, and they she got into this argument with a fella, and had uh, had kind of walked off, and a bunch of other people were kind of like, "Oh shit, are you okay?" And started going up to the woman at this point, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay." And quickly we realized that it was all a bit of a scam because. The man who had originally fought with this woman was hot on their tails. Was kind of stalking, skulking behind. And we were like, oh fuck, we gotta get out of here. Because some shit was gonna go down. So we thought. 
we nothing really happened because we weren't there but you know it happened and then we finally found an uber and we got home and that ladies and gentlemen is how our trip to croatia went and there's probably a few other details that i could have thrown in there every picture we took we all looked like demented egypts the pub crawl was i think without a doubt our favorite time there hopefully there there it's been as i could say it's been a fucking great run with the 10 episodes i'm so glad everybody is enjoying it in some way shape or form uh big things are going to keep on coming we want more guests on if you have any suggestions do tell us there's big other things coming from the spotify channel you know there's other things being made everything's in the works so thank you so much and i hope you all have a great day bye bye (laughs) 